Mama Mae Dinkins here. This podcast is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. What's up, what's up, beautiful and loved people? I'm so excited to have you on the Have You Heard podcast. My name is Emma Mae Jenkins, your host, and I'm so giddy about today. I think it's probably one of my favorite podcasts that I've ever gotten to do, and you will soon find out why. So without further ado, friends, faith comes by hearing, so grab your headphones and let's get into the word. of our love series in the month of February, and I thought it would just be so fitting to have a Galentine's Day podcast episode with my three best friends. These girls are the girls that I get to live under a roof with. They're the girls that I do life with on the daily. They're the girls that have helped shape me into the woman that I am today, and I wouldn't be who I am without them being who they are and getting to do life with them. They are like no other. And so I'm going to let y'all hear from them about who they are, let them introduce themselves. And then I'm really excited because we have done a Q&A on Instagram and I've taken some of y'all's questions that y'all have asked us to address. And we're just going to go through a Q&A and just have a conversation together. And I pray that it blesses you. So friends, however order y'all want to go and y'all can introduce yourself. Okay. I think I'll just go first. Is that okay, girls? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I um, my name is Millie, and I'm a junior at Liberty studying pre-med. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, and I love living with these girls. They're the best, and I'm so excited for this podcast. I honestly am a little nervous, but I think it'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can go next. Hey, guys, my name is Carson Foster, and I am a junior at Liberty too, but I'll be done in the fall, which is so crazy. I'm studying integrated communications, so I just have a passion for communicating with people. Um, and yeah, I'm so excited for this, and I'm with you, Amelia. I'm a little bit nervous too, but Aww. I'm so excited. And many times when I talk to people and I start talking about my friends, I'm like, listen, I have the best friends on earth. So this is Mm -hmm. truly such a joy to be able to do this. Oh, yeah, I agree. I'm right there with you girls. I think I'm just as nervous as all of you. (laughs) But um, this is Hannah May. I am so excited to be here, Emma. This is so fun. Such a great idea to add to this lineup of fun Valentine's podcasts that you have going on. Yeah, it's just an honor to be here, and I'm super excited. Yay! Y'all, these girls are legit, and I, I'm i just very, very giddy. I, I think something I've been telling the girls as we've been, like, thinking about and talking about this episode is, man, how cool is it that the conversation we're about to have, like, our home is filled with conversations like this all the time, and now we just get to have another one of those conversations, but we get to pray that y'all are blessed by it because y'all are getting to tune into it. And so I'm excited. One of the first questions that we had come in, and these questions are ones that were pretty consistent that I saw, and I thought this would just be such a cool one to start off with. But 
what are some favorite things that God has taught you through your girlfriends, through your sisters, through your buddies? And I definitely have some things that God has taught me through y'all, but I wanted to see if y'all had anything on on y'all's mind that y'all have learned from just by us being friends, which is such a cool thing to think about. Yeah, I think the first thing I think of, and I think all of us are going to say this, is just the Lord's faithfulness. Like, I think it's really cool having friends like this. I don't think I've ever had friends where I can be so honest with them and so vulnerable with them. And then they reciprocate that back to me in just such a consistent way. And I really see the Lord's faithfulness in all of this. And it's just so cool. You guys are the best. (laughs) Oh, I love you girls. I would add to that too. I would just say like the Lord's really taught me how to celebrate other people really well. I think like our group of girlfriends truly just make everything a celebration. Mm -hmm. And it's like such a cool thing to be a part of. But like there's just example after example. I mean, the list goes on and on. But just just probably that, like celebrating other people really well. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I think that we can see a theme throughout all this. And we just see the faithfulness of God so evident in our friendship and meeting each other and so many things. But I think that something that I've just seen on display in our friendship is that we continue to outdo one another in love. And it's so fun even just living in this house or when we lived on campus or going to lunch or anything, we just have like the center of the gospel is our foundation for our friendship. And so outdoing one another in love just comes natural. Oh yeah, definitely. 100%. And I think in addition to everything that y'all have said, I think I've been blown away by the reality that we are made for community. Like Mm -hmm. we need people. We need to do life not alone. And I have been so humbled and so blessed at the same time by getting to do life with y'all, like daily life, as you were saying, Millie, like getting to be vulnerable with y'all. And at times it's like, it can be uncomfortable to step out of your comfort zone and let yourself be made known to someone. But as that trust is built, as that safe place is built in a friendship, like you really experience the richness of community and how God literally wired us for it. And I think that that's just so, so cool. Me too. I'm so blessed by you girls. It's so sweet. And when I was thinking through that question too, this may be a little unique to say, but we've been like best friends for three years now, three and a half years Mm -hmm. now. And like, I I know, like, isn't that, it kind of is wild to think about. And we've gone through a lot of seasons as friends. And for some reason, this came to my mind that like, Simply the tough conversations are worth working through. And Mm. I think sometimes like whenever you see on Instagram, you see all the happy pictures with people's friends and you think like, oh, I want that. That like, that looks like so much fun. And while it is so much fun, people are also people and we go through things that are not easy and we go through things that may be confusing and we navigate through seasons that we haven't experienced before as friends. And I know like in our time together as friends, like there have been conversations that have been harder than others. And I've come out on the other side of those conversations, like feeling even closer to y'all than I did beforehand, feeling strengthened in my walk with God than I did beforehand. And so 
I've also learned like the healthiness of conflict and how those harder conversations are worth it. And they actually leave the relationship stronger than before when you're willing to work through them. I just, I don't know, that's such a unique topic, but I've noticed that in three and a half years of literally doing life together and it's been a sweet, rewarding thing. Yeah, Yeah, Emma, that's so good. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah, And it's crazy. It is crazy. Like I think about us when we were babies like three and a half years ago and just how much we've changed but we didn't let the change keep us from being friends like we worked through that and we had tough conversations and they were all so worthwhile definitely Mm -hmm. so true and I think that in any relationship that we have we know that conflict is inevitable right Mm -hmm. but through minor conflict and conflict that you know, feels bigger than that sometimes. It just makes us love one another more. It really does. You come out on the other side, like you were saying, just loving each other more. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So true. Oh, man. Y'all, I'm really excited about this next question. And I think I'm so excited about it because all of us are in kind of a different season in the aspect of romantic relationships. And so I think all of us have such really cool perspectives to bring to this question and it's simply any dating advice like I've had so many people send in like dating relationships talk about it and so I thought why not like like why not talk about it from all of the different seasons and perspectives that we have and that we've been in so does anyone want to take charge and in answering the advice of dating question Millie's the girl. Okay, I'm just going to say one thing that I feel like I'll probably say more than one thing, but this is just my top piece of advice. And I gave this to Carson, like, I gave it to her, like, <laughs> last night. Um, but basically, my advice is when you go on a date with someone, don't worry about if they like you or not. Just worry about if you like them. Um, mm-hmm. I think so yeah. often we go on dates and we try to be impressive and we try to catch their attention instead of just like actually evaluating if we like this person or not. And it becomes kind of like this game where it's like we try to win their affection. We try to make them like us. And in reality, like, do we actually like the person we're on a date with? And I think that's often overlooked. I think that's like my number one piece of advice right now. I've been giving that out like candy. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, last really night. Good, no? <laughs> yeah. Billy, that's good. <laughs> oh, wow. And I, I have something on my heart about like friendships in the midst of dating. And that is simply like take note of what your friends think about the guy you're dating or thinking about mm-hmm. dating. And mm-hmm. of like, of course, it is the Lord who like establishes your steps in that like it's important to go and seek him and his word and in prayer and you're seeking to be obedient to the Lord. But in that, I believe that the Lord speaks through people. And so the fact that like, I know I'm surrounded by girls who are not only my best friends, but they're also seeking the Lord. Like I want to take into account their opinion of me stepping into a relationship with a guy because like there's blessing in counsel and advice and an outside looking in perspectives like I know that Carson has referred to like my fiance Josh as one of her brothers and I like I don't take that lightly because I want my future husband to be admired by my sisters and so like with that being said like if you're entering into a relationship 
like, yes, 100% that relationship is like important and has a level of priority, but to enter into a dating relationship, it doesn't mean to exit friendships. Like you need community and you need those people around you to continue to give you godly advice and counsel. It's just so important. I agree. It is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, guys. Okay, I think this one, I'm actually really excited to hear what Carson has to say on this one because I know she has spoken so much wisdom and so much truth about this topic just in everyday conversations. The best way I can put this is the advice on topics such as comparison and insecurity. Mm -hmm. Go, Carson. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I always tell people that I feel like I learned comparison and insecurity the hard way freshman year and it hit me like a ton of bricks and I often think that sometimes things we learn we learn the hard way right and through comparison and insecurity it's something that we learn the hard way that's for sure and I have so many thoughts on this because this was a year process of comparing myself to others and this happened my freshman year of college coming and being around 15,000 people compared to coming from a really small town. And I think that the thing is, is that comparison and insecurity stems from pride. And if we get the eyes off of ourselves for a second, we're able to see other things. And the thing about comparison too, is that you're either elevating someone above you or you're pushing someone down below you. And neither of those are good things, right? So I think that as many times as you can hear this, finding your security in the Lord, and it sounds easier said than done, but it has to be a daily choice, moment by moment. You have to take those thoughts captives and captive and submit those thoughts back to God because it's so easy because guys, the reality is, is that we're surrounded by really great people, but that doesn't make anyone better than us or anyone worse than us, right? I hope that makes sense, but it has been a journey of figuring that out and insecurity can manifest itself in many different ways. So, and also I think it's so interesting because I've talked about this with you girls quite a bit that insecurity isn't something that happens and then it just goes away. It will come up at certain points in my life and I'll be like, wow, I feel kind of insecure about this and I get to choose what to do with it. Do I choose to submit to God or do I just choose to sit there and throw myself a pity party? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Carson, I, I want to just snap my fingers. I know. I'm literally going to do the same thing. I'm literally snapping my fingers right now. That's so good. <laughs> I like how you said that, like when you said insecurity isn't something that goes away, like this kind of came to my mind. But I remember like, like, I don't know, like when I was single, I was like insecure about certain things. And I always thought that like when I had a boyfriend, those insecurities would go away. And I thought that that would just like fix all of my problems when it came like in that area. But that is like totally not true. It almost seems like those insecurities just like grow. And yeah. mm-hmm. um, it's like so important to just like identify those insecurities in your life while you're single so that when you're in a relationship, you don't have to fight that too, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to work through those problems with another person. I just think that's like something that I thought about mm-hmm. when you said that. That's so good, Millie. It's really cool. Like 
when you think of comparison, it is like a byproduct of insecurity. And so when you like find yourself comparing yourself to someone else, like it's important to go a little deeper and go to the Lord in prayer and put a name to the insecurity, like ask the deeper question. Like if it's in the area of like comparing a season that you're in to a season someone else is in, like ask yourself the question, am I relating my self-worth to the season that I'm in? So like, because I'm not in this season that she's in, am I not as worthy? Or like, am I correlating my beauty or my value with what I have or who I know or where I'm at? Like, because if that's where my confidence lies, those things that come and go, then it makes sense that I would be lacking confidence and feeling insecure when I don't have those things or am in that place or am as close to those people because because that conf- those people are fleeting. So my confidence would be fleeting. So it is like what Carson was saying, like to make that choice moment by moment to submit to the Lord and understand that the best place you could place your confidence in is in the Lord. And that's when you truly are secure. And like when you own and believe the truth that your worth and your value and your beauty is found in the Lord, then you can genuinely celebrate your sisters. Like Mm -hmm. from a genuine place, you're excited with them whenever they're, they may even be experiencing something you like you would love to be experiencing, but your mind isn't focused on that because you're so focused on the fact that, that they're, they're filled with joy, you know? And I also think that something that we talk about a lot that is so attractive in other people is a humble confidence. And Mm -hmm. when that is in the Lord and it is genuine in the Lord, it's really evident. And we just talk about that. We can walk away from a conversation and be like, wow, like, their confidence was shown to us and uh, in a humble way, because you can hold both of them in your hand at the same time, humility and confidence. Mm. Yeah. That's so good. That is so good. Wow. And like, I think what's really cool is like talking about what you said, Carson, regarding how insecurity doesn't just go away once you like surrender your life to the Lord or once you put a name to it, like it's a moment by moment choice to surrender that and choose, choose to like rest in the Lord and who he says you are and rejoice with those who rejoice and all of those good things. It's really good to acknowledge that those Mm -hmm. feelings that you have, like in the midst of feeling insecure or like wanting to have what someone else has or not feeling as beautiful as someone else. Like those things, like the lies of the enemy and those places of insecurity are not from the Lord. Like the Lord wants to set you free from those things. And the Lord wants you to walk in truth from those things. But I also want to encourage um, my friend out there who may be listening. I want to encourage you not to beat yourself up whenever those things are acknowledged. Like whenever you do notice insecurity, because I know I can do that. Like if I'm being made aware that I'm operating out of insecurity or if I'm aware that, oh, I am real deep in comparison right now, sometimes instead of acknowledging it, speaking truth and moving forward, I can just sit and sulk and beat myself up because of what I have been insecure in. And so I just want to like encourage you that like you're hearing four girls right now talk about how we've all felt insecure and we're all learning from the Lord how to walk in security. And so just be encouraged that like you're not alone. Welcome to the club of the world (laughs) that Mm -hmm. every single human 
feels insecure. Every single human battles the flesh. Every single human like has been born into sin. And the Lord is so gracious that he empathizes with us. Like he gets it. He understands you, but he doesn't want to leave you there because he has more for you. And so just don't beat yourself up as the Lord reveals those insecurities in you because he's revealing them to you so that you can move forward in more freedom. You're listening to the Converge Podcast Network. And now a message from one of our network supporters. Hey, today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Faithful Counseling. So let's get real for a second. Is there something interfering with your peace, robbing you of joy, preventing you from carrying God's yoke that is easy and his burden that is light that he intends for you to carry, he designed you to carry? Are you walking through something that's preventing you from achieving your goals? I know that for many of us, that can be anxiety, depression, fear, or even broken relationships that can be holding us back. But this is where Faithful Counseling comes in. Faithful Counseling is a worldwide counseling service that is making professional counseling accessible, affordable, and convenient so anyone and everyone can face life's challenges and can get help anytime, anywhere. Faithful Counseling offers four different ways to get connected to a licensed counselor. You can sit down for video calls, phone calls, live chats, or instant messaging. Every counselor on Faithful Counseling is licensed by their respective state board and has over 3,000 hours of experience. If you think that Faithful Counseling is for you, you can sign up today and be matched with your counselor in 24 hours or less. Faithful Counseling is helping us live our healthiest lives in the comfort and safety of our homes. Be sure to check out Faithful Counseling at faithfulcounseling.com slash MMA slash. Next question. I think this is really cool because although not all four of us are single, all four of us have been single at some point. And so we can all like speak into it in a really unique way, I think. The next question is like, simply what advice do we have about being content in singleness? Does anybody want to take a lack at that one? You can still be content and still have a desire, right? A godly desire. And it just is when the desire becomes unhealthy to where you feel like your contentment is robbed. Mm. And um, someone once told me, they said, just continue to pray, God, purify the desires of my heart. And I think that's so important. And I think that also, while you're single, you have this opportunity to understand what the sufficiency of Christ is like in your life. Because mm-hmm. guys, we're going to figure out at one point in our life, the sufficiency of Christ. And you can either figure it out when uh, you're single, dating, engaged, or married. But yeah. what a gift it would be to figure it out when you're single and you're figuring these things out, right? And rather than yeah. when you're a 40-year-old, maybe mom, right? Definitely. Mm-hmm. 
Carson, that's so good. It I makes me think of Genesis 28 whenever Jacob is, he's like asleep and the Lord appears to him in a dream. And then Jacob wakes up from the dream and he simply says, surely the Lord is in this place. And I wasn't even aware of it. How awesome is this place? Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes we like look like at, in singleness, we like look forward to when we have a boyfriend, look forward to when we're married, look forward to when we have kids but we look forward in such a way that we're like despising the season we're in and we are like not having contentment where we are because we just wish that we were somewhere else and I like don't want even the season that I'm in but I want to speak to those who are in a season of singleness like the Lord is in that place too, (laughs) just as much Mm -hmm. as he's in the season of dating, engagement, marriage, and so forth. Like the Lord is fully present. It says in Psalm 139 that like, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? Like wherever I go, God, you're there hemming me in behind and before. And so the, may we not like step into the next season of our lives and look up and say, man, surely the Lord was in that place. And I wasn't even aware of it. How awesome was singleness because of all of the ways that the Lord blessed me, all of the ways that the Lord comforted me and protected me. But I was so focused on the next season that I, I wasn't aware of it when I was in it. So may we like have souls that are awake, you know, like to mm. see the goodness of the Lord right where we are in the land of the living, like today, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like one season is not equivalent to more worth than another. Like there's purpose and beauty in each season that the Lord has us in and it's for his glory. So like it's just, it's, it's intentional by the Lord. And if it's intentional by the Lord, then I think it's worth being excited about. Definitely. I like loved looking back on my journal entries from when I was single and like reading my journals from that season of my life because the Lord like really comforted me and spoke to me and my relationship with him just looked so different than it does now in a sense where I was like just depending on him for so much and I don't know I feel like that dependence doesn't necessarily go away when you're in a relationship or when you're married but it just looks really different because you're waiting for something so tangible and then when the Lord gives that to you it's like wow okay it all makes sense and then if, if even if he doesn't give it to you it's still just like wow, like the Lord is still so good and he like gives me exactly what I need. And you just learn that in such a different way. That's so true, Millie. Oh, I'm refreshed by this conversation, y'all. I like don't want to be done with this conversation. <laughs> We're down to like the last little handful of questions. This next one I think is really, really cool. And I think it's cool that someone asked this. But someone said, how do you navigate your time with your friends and your time with your boyfriend? And I think it's just cool to answer this from a perspective of friend, like being a friend and perspective of the one being in a relationship. So I thought it would be cool to to talk about and hopefully encourage whoever's listening as they may be navigating through that or they may be like navigating through their their best friend who's now in a relationship. Does anybody have have a little nugget of wisdom to speak into that one? I think it's really hard. It's like it is really, really difficult. I'm glad you it. said that, Millie. Yeah, it's hard. That's like one thing I want to acknowledge. It's not easy and it takes a lot of time to adjust and get used to dividing your time between 
someone really special to you and then your friends who are like also so special to you and so necessary yeah I just I think it is difficult but it's so worth it to make time for your friends when you start dating someone because you need their wisdom and you need their advice and all their insight looking into the relationship and I think it can be so dangerous when you start dating someone and you just drop all of your friendships because you don't have anybody there to be accountable to and accountability is just so important and having that like in your close circle with your friends like surrounding you it's just like so important so that's so true Millie I was just gonna tag on to whatever Millie was saying I definitely think that um, navigating time with your friends and your boyfriend can definitely be a hard thing to adjust to but I would just say that it kind of comes with trial and error I know Mm -hmm. that in my relationships with you girls too I just feel like sometimes there would be like like just for just being really real and honest there would be times I'd be like laying on the couch and then like Carson would say hey like do you want to go do this and I'd say oh no actually I think I'm just gonna stay in and rest and then like five minutes later I would get a text message from (laughs) Jonah and I would say like hey do you want to do something and I'd be like yeah like and I'd just get like this sudden burst (laughs) of energy (laughs) and I I think like after so many of those moments so it's kind of like oh okay like wait I got to realign my priorities, like realign my heart, like, like communicate well. I think that's probably the biggest thing with that is just kind of communication. Like if you're Mm -hmm. feeling a certain way, say like, like, Hey, Carson, like, wait, actually, I just realized that this might not have been the best way to handle this. Like, let's talk about it. And talking about it definitely helps clear the air and just helps things go smoother. And I feel like that's a good way to navigate it is just communication. But also I feel like too, just having a really healthy understanding of like what time alone with your boyfriend looks like, just because I feel like obviously dates in one-on-one time, that is super important and necessary, but it's also like super important to not always try and keep those two things separate, like time with boyfriend and then time with friends, maybe also like have time where it's like, okay, like my friends are doing this, like hey, boyfriend, like, what are you doing? Like, do you want to join? Or like, just always having like an open invite kind of thing with friends. And it doesn't always have to be like that. But um, just not always trying to keep those two things separate, I feel like is a big thing too. That's Mm -hmm. really good, Jim. So good, Hannah Mae. And I can come in it as the perspective of being the friend as your friends are with their boyfriends, right? And, and guys like it has been a journey definitely and it's been something that's been hard and I think I will never forget one time a couple of us we were we were in the car and we were driving back in I think it was Hannah Mae and she was getting ready to go spend time with her boyfriend she's like hey like you know is that okay with you guys and I remember looking at her and thinking Hannah Mae how could we be upset about something that we have been praying for uh for these relationships and it's such a gift and I think just in the moments you know when sometimes I'm home for the night while my girls are out with their boyfriends I'm like wow rejoice like rejoice because this is a gift at this time too and I think it is celebrating your friends and Sadie Robertson says this quote, I saw it on her Instagram story one time. It said, once you stop celebrating, you start comparing. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that. That's so good. That is so good. Wow. Celebrate the little moments with the girls and with their boyfriends because they're fun, like making dinner together, watching a movie all together. And don't focus on what you don't have, but what you do. Mm. 
Yeah. Carson, you're like mm-hmm. such a good example of a friend who has so much grace for their friends and relationships. That's so true. Like yeah. I can think of so many times that maybe we've like made plans and then maybe they've changed and like, I don't know just how much grace you've shown to us. And like looking back, I wish I would have given my friends that were in relationships, like when I was single, I wish I would have given them more grace because yeah, it is so difficult. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, just because your friend is in a relationship and they love someone and like they're spending a lot of time with them doesn't mean that they love you any less. And yeah. I think that's something that I wish I would have like really hung on to. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. And oh my goodness, I just like applaud everything that was just said and just so much gratitude that y'all are my people and that I get to, I feel like I'm being encouraged just by listening to all of y'all's advice that like there's this verse and it's one of my favorites in Proverbs and it says, timely advice is lovely. It's like golden apples in a silver basket. And y'all are literally spitting out golden apples. Like this podcast is a silver (laughs) basket for real. Um, When I was like thinking through this question, I there were a couple things that came to my mind and one of one of the things is to the person who like has just become a girlfriend is be patient with yourself as as Hannah Mae and Millie mentioned like it's it's hard like you can't step into a season you've never done before and expect yourself to do it perfectly as though it's all you've ever done like Mm -hmm. be patient with yourself and understand that it is like a trial and error like you will mess up at some things and you will do some things well and you learn from both and you move on and you apply as needed like it's it's just important to be gracious with yourself as you learn. Don't expect perfection from yourself in the new season. And something that my mom shared with me right as Josh and I started dating, I was the first one in our friend group to start dating and I did not know that was going to happen. I did not plan for that. That was freshman year, first semester. It threw me for a whirlwind in a good way, but I was not expecting it. And my mom gave me this encouragement because I was just always used to being with my girls at the hip. I was used to doing everything with them all the time, everywhere. And my mom said, Emma, be careful not to compare your seasons. Be careful not to step into this next season and expect it to look exactly like the season you just stepped out of. Because if you do that, you will miss the beauty of getting to apply what you learned in the last one to this new one. And you will miss all the new things God is wanting to teach you in the one you're now stepping into. And I think that that kind of helped me because there were a lot of new, like there was some things I used to say yes to that I was now saying no to, some ways that I was spending my time, it got shifted. And I had to be patient with myself as I figured out how to do that better each day. But like, understand that you're stepping into a new season and it's okay if things look different. God wants to bless you in that differentness. And then this is this is the last thing that was on my heart to share. And that is wherever you are, be fully present there. Like mm-hmm. if you're with your friends, be fully present with your friends. Like be fully present in how you listen. Be fully present in how you engage in conversations. Like be fully be fully present. If you're with your boyfriend, like be fully present. I think that that's just something 
really mindful. I think whenever I like first started dating, I was constantly like feeling like I was in people pleasing mode. No matter who I was with, I was worried that I wasn't spending enough time with someone else. And it prevented me from being fully present with whoever I was with because I was afraid I wasn't with someone else enough. And it got so exhausting. And so I would just want to encourage you, like, don't seek to people, please seek to be fully intentional and present wherever you are. And, and that's just that, that really has been a blessing to me as I've learned how to do that. Cause I can't like fear what people are thinking of me and wholeheartedly love them and be present with them at the same time. Mm. Emma, that's so encouraging. I'm literally taking notes as you're talking. I always think about how you were the one who like really like you were the first one who had to balance time and how yeah. it was way harder for you uh-huh. because we were all single and doing stuff. Because we didn't have that experience. Yeah. yeah you were the only one in a relationship. So it was way harder for you. So thank you. Took the brunt of it. Thank you, Emma. Out, Emma. <laughs> oh, praise God. Praise God. <laughs> oh, guys, I think that this would be a really fun question to end on. This is the last question tier because I like could do this for the rest of the day. But the last question is, how can we cheer on our friends better? Mm, that's fun. I know. Well, there's one thing that we talked about today, even Carson brought it up, but it's something that we're all really good at and have become better at, I think, too. But we always write each other notes before big things or hard yeah. days or even just because. And yeah. Yeah. Just little things. And it seriously means the world to me. Like, I'll go back and like read yeah. notes that you guys have written me throughout the years. So that's one thing that I could think of off the top of my head. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Me too. I think that just like kind of goes with finding like ways to be intentional with your friend friendships, which sounds super cliche, but intentionality, that's, that's it. I also think too, I feel like freshman and sophomore year, we did this a lot girls, but I don't know if you girls remember, we would just always go and buy like a stash of Snickers, (laughs) like Snickers bar. (laughs) And then whenever one of us was having a bad day, like we would just go to that stash of Snicker bars and grab a Snicker bar and bring it to... like it would always no matter no matter what was going on that day it was just a, if it was a bad day it always brought a smile to whoever's face that was <laughs> so I yeah, feel like just weird. finding like special like special things like that for your relationships that are special and unique to to your friendships I feel like that that goes a long way too agreed mm-hmm. I was thinking too how all of us are so different in great ways and we all love different ways and receive love different ways and even if it's just cheering your friend on with sitting in their room at the end of the night and listening to how their day was or Mm -hmm. um, writing them a note or buying them a meal or bringing them their favorite coffee because they all receive love in a different way and as you get to know your friends more you know what means a lot to them and it's just so fun this journey of being your guys's friend and friend for life really yeah. Yeah. Life. As say, I would die for my friends I would die for my friends <laughs> right oh it's one of my favorite things Carson says oh when I when I was thinking about this question I thought of just one thing and that was the power of prayer like 
there is so much like power and effectiveness in praying for people and interceding on their behalf. And I think that that's such a, just a stellar way to cheer on your sisters is to go to the Lord for them. Like pray over their hearts, pray over their relationships, pray over their mind, pray over their walks with the Lord, pray over their school, like in their work and, and the decisions that they're making, like pray for them. Like I just think of James 5.16 that says the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And I believe that even though they may never physically see us, um, it may be in the quiet place and nobody may have ever kn- knew that you that you were praying for them, but the Lord did. And it has more weight than I think we remember it has sometimes. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that. That's super yeah. good. Y'all, y'all, this is the sweetest thing ever. Oh my stars. Guys, I pray that this conversation has blessed you. I pray that it has encouraged you to go love your friends well. I pray that, wow, I just pray that the word of God sinks deeply into your heart as you go into the rest of your day and you're just encouraged specifically as only the lord would know you needed to be encouraged and i know i'm encouraged by these three girlies so y'all be sure and rate and review and subscribe and share this with your people and happy valentine's day happy galentine's day y'all rock my socks i love y'all i'll talk to y'all next week Hey guys, this is Kate Warman, and I am the host of the Heart of Dating podcast here on the Converge Podcast Network. And I want to tell you about something super exciting. My first book ever, Thank You for Rejecting Me, Transform Pain into Purpose and Learn to Fight for Yourself comes out on February 16th. Have you ever been through a massively painful rejection, whether from a family member, a friend, or someone you were dating? Well, if you don't want rejection to have the last say in your life anymore, I want to encourage you to visit thankyouforrejectingme.com and join me as you face your biggest rejections in life with courage and strength. I pray blessings and encouragement and a deepening of faith over your life today. Be sure to subscribe, rate, give reviews, and go share this episode with all of your people so that we can continue to build our community and build our faith. Thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast, and don't forget how awesome you are. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.